Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back. Today is July 16th. This is the I Have No Idea What I'm Doing podcast. It's a podcast for African women who are trying to figure out how to hit seven figures with their businesses, seven figures with their money, and seven figures within their lives. And when I say seven figures, you can pick your own currency, basically, is what I'm saying. My name is Paula Rogo. I'm your host, and I am an African media entrepreneur. So I'm still out here recording in Kisumu, Kenya. Even though the cross-county lockdown has been lifted, as we know, last week. and um, But I've become accustomed to the lake life. So Nairobi, uh, I don't know, man. D- do I really need to come back? Uh, what am I missing in Nairobi, guys? Tweet me at Kali Boss and tell me what I'm missing uh, by not coming back to Nairobi. So it's a new week and I am ready to jump into today's conversation. I'm so excited because we're talking about money and in recent months, I have just, I love talking about money. It just excites me and uh, and a lot of my friends who know the journey I've been on recently recognize how much I love talking about money. I've decided that I will be spending one episode each month focusing on personal finance and financial literacy. These money episodes, these specific episodes about money will be called Money Matters. I had a failed event series that was actually called Money Matters. It wasn't failed. I stopped because of a particular incident that happened with with one of the, the last events that told me, mm, I'm not sure if I'm going to continue with this just yet. And maybe one day I'll tell you what it was. But basically, it was a failed event series that my company, Kali Media, used to host when I first started it. And it's also the same name as a program of events and trainings that actually a friend of mine, Danielle Anderson of Step and Stone and of Afri Love Connection Club, also produces. Hi, Danielle. How are you, girl? And she does really great stuff. So just check out Step in Stone and see and see the work Danielle does in money and financial education, which is really cool. So I'm back, Danielle. I, ha- I had to pick the same title. So today's episode, which is the first Money Matters episode, is called Seven Signs That You Don't Know How to Handle Your Own Money. And let me tell you why I called it this. So it's seven signs that you don't know how to handle your own money. I called it this because there was a point that that was actually me. These seven signs were seven things I found when I started my personal finance and financial literacy journey. This year in 2020, I really started to take my personal finance seriously after a series of wake-up calls that were both personal and some more finance specific, some more even business related that just really woke me up one day. It was like a really sharp wake up and forced me to look at myself and my accounts and realize that based on the hard work I was doing, the thing that was failing me was how I was handling my money. I was sabotaging my hard work and my good deeds by how I was handling my money. This showed up most obviously because I was actually in debt, mostly from the business. Um, but because I was in that startup stage, it also sort of bled into my personal finances as well. 
And if you listen to my first episode of this season, this is the episode uh, where I talked about the 10 things I learned during COVID-19. You'll remember that one of my lessons was to continue learning. Like that actual lesson was brought home to me when I realized that I was actually financially illiterate. Now, again, that that (laughs) illiterate makes me cringe. I would say I'm actually financially, I was financially semi-illiterate, but I'm just going to own that I was illiterate with my finances. And finding that out about myself, that I did not know how to handle my money was a shock. It surprised me. And even to this day, it surprises me that it surprised me, if that makes sense. Um, But I talk a little bit about that more in that episode. So just go back to the the first episode of this season as I um, where I talk about how I learned that I was financially illiterate. And so these seven signs that I'm talking about, these seven signs that show that you don't know how to handle your own money really comes from a personal place because this was me. So I'm going to go over these seven signs, these seven points with you. And for it to be as helpful as possible for you, I need you to be as honest with yourselves as you answer whether or not any of these signs apply to you. Because that's really the first step in getting your money right, is being truthful with yourself. But first, I have a few announcements that I need to jump into before we start on those seven signs. Firstly, uh, we have a winner last episode where I had the wonderful uh, Trisha Wanjala on to talk about her journey with Trisha's Naturals. Um, she was very generous and the Trisha's Naturals team was very generous to give us two items from her new product line to give away to um, the I have no idea what I'm doing listeners. And there was a giveaway this past week and I have a winner as promised. And the winner is drumroll. The winner is Mukami, and your email has an EK on it. I don't want to blast all your information out there, but um, you are the winner. Thank you so much for um, going through all those steps and actually uh, sending in your quote-unquote application, I guess, to the giveaway. And um, please um, email me as you did before, and I will organize with the Trisha's Naturals teams to get the product to you. Thank you, Mukami. Congratulations. You're going to love these products. And of course, thanks to everyone who entered the competition. My biggest fear was no one would enter. (laughs) I was really worried about that, but a couple of you did, and it's great to sort of interact with you as listeners. Secondly, um, I was looking through my data, the analytics for the podcast, and I noticed that I was getting quite a bit of love from uh, new listeners in Ethiopia. So I just wanted to shout out my listeners in Ethiopia. I don't know who you are or, or how you came upon the podcast, but I just wanted to say, hey, I thought that was pretty cool. And of course, my Kenyan listeners, my home team, I appreciate you guys. Thanks for listening. Next thing is I just want to give a quick thanks to um, the people who've reached out to sort of congratulate me and send encouragement for the podcast. I want to thank my business partner, Josephine, who called episode one uh, an episode about grown woman things. I appreciate that. Uh, But my cousin, Sarah, who called me a natural. Thank you. Thank you, Sarah. I, I love you. I appreciate you. 
this is a woman focused podcast, of course, but there are also wise men who listen and I see you guys. So Samuel T, thank you for participating. And of course, I want to welcome Samuel, Josephine, Napurko, Mukami, Olivia and Joanne to the Facebook group. We're going to have a good time there. And then last thing, starting next week, the podcast will drop on Tuesdays, not Thursdays as it's been doing. I've been rejigging my my schedule and my routine and um it just made more sense to move the podcast further up into the week. And so look out for it for next Tuesday. If you are already subscribed to the podcast, wherever you listen, this does not make a difference in your life. It will show up when it shows up. And if you are not subscribed, uh, I'll wait for you to subscribe. You can do it right now. Go ahead and hit subscribe. Oh, are you done? Or you need a little bit more time to subscribe? Okay, I'll wait. Have you found the button? It's right there. And okay, great. Just click. Okay, just confirm you subscribed. There we go. That wasn't that was that hard, guys? Was that hard? Okay, I'll stop. Okay. And now I'm going to jump into the seven signs that you don't know how to handle your own money. Let's get into this. And again, please be as honest as possible as to whether any of the seven signs apply to you. This is important. And the first one is you don't think about needs and wants when spending. Yes. So the first one is you don't think about needs and wants when you're spending. Um, One sign of being financially illiterate or at least struggling with your money is by focusing more on what you actually want to buy rather than what you need to pay for. And being able to differentiate the needs and wants is a huge part of just being able to handle your money well. And our needs are things like basically all the things we put money down in order to ensure we have food, shelter, healthcare, and basic necessities. Those are the needs. Almost everything else is a want big part of being able to handle your money well is is not just knowing what you need and what you want and being able to prioritize them but also following through because you can know what you need and want and still spend more of your money on your wants and so for me I thought I didn't have this problem I actually believe that I never have to worry about needs and wants when spending and then in really being honest and truthful with myself and then also just looking at my Uh, account and sort of tracking my spending, I realized that I thought I didn't have this problem because I always associate wants with flashy things. So like a bag, shoes, you know, things like that that tend to be easy, flashy things. But actually my wants were, were things that were not as flashy. They were books, courses. And so that's something I've come to terms with and I've learned how to differentiate for sure. And I'm much better at this. And so that's the first one. So I have to ask you, do you know the difference between needs and wants? And do you spend a majority of your money based on your needs or based on your wants? Yeah, have a think about that and see how you'd answer that question. Number two, the second one. You spend money without thinking, and then you also justify that spending by saying, I deserve it. I was the type to hustle, have a hard day, 
go maybe meet a friend and have a drink and 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 look at my budget and look at the drink and say, you know what, I've had a, a crazy day. I deserve this. Uh, go to the grocery store to go shopping after the, uh, the work day. Um, I'm just supposed to pick up a few things and then suddenly I deserve this extra thing that I don't even know. And I just add it to the cart and end up buying it. Uh, that's me. And I'm sure it's a lot of you. Um, because we live in a world where many purchases are justified by the thought of, I deserve this. And you know what? You probably do, but your bank account likely does not. And your budget doesn't deserve that. And I'm not saying we don't deserve nice things. It's just that we don't deserve nice things all the time. You gotta, There has to be some balance. And there are times where it, it makes sense to, to really treat yourself, but acting on that thought that I deserve this all the time is a sign of of not being in good handle of your finances, especially if it's outside your budget. This was me. Is this you as well? Do you spend with a justification of I deserve it? All right. The third one, you charge big and small things on your credit card because you don't have the money for it. Again, you charge big and small things on your credit card because you don't have the money for it. Credit is the price of accessing future money today. And credit cards and having bad credit and so forth, I think is more of a US problem than it is in Kenya and in Africa. I'd like to think so, but I'm sensing the problem is growing within Kenya. So I'm just gonna speak about this. If it applies to you, it does. If it doesn't, you can just let it go. Um, And let me know actually, guys, if you think credit card spending and and debt is a thing that's growing in Kenya. When people aren't thinking about their needs and wants and budgeting for them accordingly, then they turn to credit cards. When you don't have money, you turn to credit cards. And sometimes it's for small things, a small coffee, maybe it's your manicure, it's little things here and there, but they obviously add up. And I wasn't the type to spend my credit card on coffees and manicures, but I would put it like a bigger purchases. I never had an issue paying it down because I always paid it on time at the end of the month. My issue became when I started my company and I left my my full-time employment and I hadn't adjusted my spending to someone whose income was had basically become unstable, right? And I didn't adjust. So what I would do is just swipe really quickly and and, and keep it moving. Um, and now I've, I've definitely have a better control of it and I'm paying off that debt. But the question is this you, do you charge big and small things um, on th- because you don't have the money for it. Um, and if it's you, raise your hand. Let's be honest here. Uh, and, and just acknowledge and accept it. Number four, this is a good one. Number four is you are scared to look at your account balances or bills. And, you know, let's be honest. Just raise your hand if this is you. Um, because another sign of having issues with your money is if you're scared to check your balances or your bills. It could be your M-Pesa account to see how much money is in there. It could be um, a consistent bill that's coming in. That fear or the want to not look basically points to you not being in control of your money and just not having a sense of how your spending compares to your income. So I talked about how I didn't adjust my spending accordingly. So obviously there was a period in time where 
they're just the energy of looking at my account and the shock of what would it would tell me i just didn't want to look at it especially dealing with the day-to-day of the business and so forth but if that has ever been you and if you're honest enough if that's you now consistently just let's acknowledge say yes raise your hand number five You have no concrete financial goals or long-term plans. You have no concrete financial goals or long-term plans. Not having long-term goals or even very specific goals was a big issue for me. I would set goals, but there were very like goals that were like within a year. But I wasn't thinking like goals for me are like three years, five years. You know when they talk about five-year plan, 10-year plan? That wasn't me. It was uh, I never considered even a quarter of a century plan, which people actually do. I mentioned in the first episode that I took a personal finance course on Coursera. That was really a game changer for me. I'll put that in the show notes. And that course taught me how to set SMART goals. Some of you may have heard of SMART goals, S-M-A-R-T, SMART. And those are goals that are specific, measurable, achievable, realistic and timely you got that specific measurable achievable realistic and timely and i'll probably talk about these in a future episode but because i've done some smart planning for the next decade i am very familiar and very intimate with my goals this includes retirement the question is have you considered longer plans and have you started to sort of goal set for them really and the plans could be um, you want to buy a car or maybe you and your boyfriend or partner um, want to grow towards a wedding and you want to actually pay for it yourself and you can actually start planning, long-term planning and saving for that. So that's really key. So ask yourself, do you have any concrete financial goals or long-term plans? And like you've actually written these down down, and there's a plan for it and, and a, a method in which you plan to reach that goal. If not, then just accept you don't have those plans ready. Next, number six, you don't have a budget. Seriously, do you have a budget? And um, I can say for me, I never really had a budget until this year. And I mean a proper budget. Don't get me wrong. I always paid my bills on time and I always had enough to do that. But I never really had a proper budget that I was following consistently and aggressively. For those who do know this, do it well, good for you, A+. Um, A budget is ultimately the roadmap to reaching your long-term financial goals. I didn't really have goals, so there's no surprise that I also didn't really have a proper budget. And I'll get into budgets at at another uh, Money Matters episode in the future. But for reference, if this helps anyone, my preferred budget actually is a zero-based budget. The zero-based budget, uh, you can Google that and look that up. And that works for me because I need something that's pretty disciplined and stringent. And I've been following it uh, for the last few months and it's been a real game changer for my life. And then the last one, the last sign that you don't know how to handle your own money, you don't have an emergency fund. You don't have an emergency fund. Unsurprisingly, I never really had an emergency fund. 
um, until the one that I'm currently building. So I'm currently working on building an emergency fund that will be six to nine months worth of savings. And these six to nine months could cover my expenses. I've figured out what my monthly expenses are uh, for six to nine months. Some people say three to six, but having seen this COVID-19 and how it's just messed with people, I go six to nine months. For those who listen to Susie Orman, who is that financial expert, um, she says eight months. I'm just going to add an extra month because that's just me and just because of the way things move in Kenya um, in terms of social services for people. Because I didn't have an emergency fund, I would use my credit card whenever an emergency came up. Again, we've already talked about credit and the issue of that. Another sort of way you can tell that people haven't set up emergency funding, um, not in judgment of them, but it's just a sign, is whenever you see sort of emergency asks for um, for healthcare bills or um, Haram Bays for different things. But ideally, if you have six to nine months of emergency funding, it can really help you work through the crazy things that can happen in life. It doesn't have to be a lot of money. You can just put a small amount, 10% of what you make, 5% of what you make um, every month. Just put it aside for, for a rainy day. And luckily, I was able to put aside some some money before COVID really picked up and, and that money has helped. So my question now is, do you have money set aside? And do you have it set aside for when unforeseen and urgent things come up? And these are things that might cause financial strain, like medical emergency, accidents, or even job loss. You know, we know people are losing jobs with COVID-19, and hopefully you have some money set aside. And if you don't, just really start putting that money together. So those are the seven things. How did you guys do out of seven? I'll go over them again really quickly. And the first one, you don't think about needs and wants when spending. The second one, you spend money without thinking and justify it as something you deserve. I deserve this, quote unquote. The third, you charge big and small things because you don't have the money for it. So you charge it on your credit card. Number four, you are scared to look at your account balances or bills. Number five, you have no concrete financial goals or long-term plans. Number six, you don't have a budget. And lastly, number seven, you don't have an emergency fund. So are we still awake? Are we still alive? And like I've said, let's be honest with ourselves. If you have said no to more than three of these things, you know, I got to be honest. Welcome to the semi-illiterate or illiterate space. Welcome. My arms are open. I welcome you. And I accept you. And I'm not judging you because I've been there and I know exactly how it feels to realize this about yourself. But I also know this is not permanent. This is just a place you will be briefly if you're willing to accept that you want to change this about yourself. I can testify that accepting this about myself first and then having the willingness to want to change and make a difference because I don't want to be in this space anymore, um, I was really able to make a pact with myself to do better and because I deserve better. 
and so do you. You deserve to have a financial situation that supports your life and allows you to live your best life. So are you willing to make that commitment? Are you willing to commit to change how you handle your money? no matter what your income is. Also, every month, once a month, with these Money Matters episodes, I'm going to be recommending a financial book of the month. I'm a reader. I actually read 10 pages every single day, including weekends. Sometimes I can go more. Most times, not likely. But for sure, I do 10 pages every day. And usually it's of some form of a self-development book. But for these next few months, as I'm growing my financial literacy, I am focused on reading financial and personal finance related books. So I'll be sharing the ones that I'm reading each month with you. So this month, I am reading Think and Grow Rich. Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. This is one of those classics like Rich Dad, Poor Dad. You know, one of those ones that everyone has read or at least people have heard about. And it was actually written by Napoleon Hill in 1937 and promoted as a personal development and self-improvement book. Now, if this book has been written in 1937, you know, and if people are still reading it, you know that this book is a big deal. And it has sold over 30 million copies in different languages and still sells today. So that actually tells you a lot about this book, Think and Grow Rich. I mentioned earlier in the episode that this podcast is for African women who are trying to figure out how to hit seven figures with their businesses, seven figures with their money, and seven figures uh, with their lives, basically, no matter the currency. And it might sound crazy and it might sound like, what, this chick is on some other level in life that has nothing to do with me. But I really believe, and I know Napoleon Hill is convincing me that the path to at least attempt, at least even attempt to try reach seven figures, just the attempt to get there is all in your mindset. It's about how do you, how you think. Because do you think that you can actually make that kind of money? Do you actually believe your company or your business can actually pull that kind of money? And Ultimately, it's do you think you have the mindset to think and grow rich? And I think it's a valuable book to read, whether or not you choose to implement his thoughts. So I'm enjoying it. And I always recommend purchasing the book. But between you and I, I do have it in my authority that there might be some free PDFs and even a YouTube audiobook recording somewhere in the Internet in case you can't access the book. Of course, you did not hear it from me. (laughs) And that's it. Thanks again for a great episode. I hope this is helpful to you. I hope Money Matters is something that brings value to your life and learning to your life. The discussion about money will continue in the Facebook group. So make sure you check that out and come join the group. It's private. We're going to have some good chats. And if you're still playing games with my heart, I don't know why. Please just go ahead and subscribe, please. I know you're enjoying it because you listened until the end. So you might as well subscribe. 
Otherwise, I'm back on Tuesday. I'll be interviewing a really, really smart, amazing, and just really innovative um, CEO and founder um, in the makeup industry and the beauty industry. So I stand for her brand. I can't wait for you guys to hear our interview. Thanks, guys. So be it. See to it. Have a great weekend.